This is the SEC Insider Hit. Presented by your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. Go local. Go with a home team. Uh, good morning. Welcome in. The Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. And uh, we're on the road today, which is kind of nice. I'm in downtown Birmingham. And I uh, had a great time at Birmingham yesterday with the Wild Turkey, Russell's Reserve, Wilderness Trail crew. And uh, everybody was set up at this event. Man, they've done a great job with that, with that charity event. It, that's hard to pull off. It is, it is first class. I, I know some of y'all have been to the club in Birmingham. Sits up on the mountain or the hill overlooking the city. And well done. And it's not a country club. It's just a venue to have events and parties. And obviously they have members. And we, we ended up running into a member yesterday, and he talked about how inexpensive it was. Uh, but it's not a country club. It's, it's nicer than 99% of clubhouses. Um, you know, in the southeast, but it's just a the club. It's a venue to hang out. And uh, Birmingham, the proceeds go to uh, multiple sclerosis, and so MS. I don't know how much money they raised. It, it had to be a boatload um, of of money. Uh, Jason, you missed out, man. Yeah, I, I mean, how was it? What was like the? I know that you got to try all these different types of bourbon, but was it a lot of like frat guys there? Was it classy? Did any backwards hats? I need to know what the vibe was like. Oh no, no, no! The vibe was uh, people, you know, acted right. They, you know, they know that it's for MS. Um, it's a uh, some really, really attractive people, men and women. Uh, you forget how many nice. women are in, <laughs> into uh, uh, boutique bourbon and premium bourbon, and so no, man, it was it was great. Now you don't have to dress up. I mean, you know, it's it's people had on jeans and and nice pullovers or some kind of pants and pullovers. Obviously, it's cold. Um, the place is so big; they've got so many different areas to for you to hang out in. So even though it's 1,700 people there, or 15 to 1,700, but somebody said 1,700, somebody said 1,500. I don't know. Um, obviously, I didn't count, but there's a VIP opportunity an hour before everybody gets there. So maybe 100 and change were there. And, um, you know, Wild Turkey was, was kind enough to, to let me come for the, for the VIP part. So that you can really move around to all the the bourbon vendors. I mean, everybody's there. Obviously, Wild Turkey was there, and they had thirteen year Russells, and people were were going crazy Ooh. with that. Um, you know, there was you could taste Blanton's. Um, there's some new up and comers, but anybody you can think of in the in the bourbon, just well, not anybody, but but a lot of the labels that you like. Um, were there, and it's just a great time to get in front of a crowd that, I mean, there are a lot of bourbon heads there, and and bourbon, man, I mean, there's some bourbon nerds, kind of like, you know, when we started on our craft <laughs> beer run 16, 17 years ago, 18, you know, we were the first in the market to be talking about craft beer. People were like, huh? And um, 
And, of course, people enjoy all the different styles and flavors of craft beer. Same thing with bourbon. Um, but, yeah, it's it's nice. They, they set up a cigar bar and area that's covered, but outside. Yesterday, again, no rain. So it actually felt great. Nice. Last year it was like sleeting and rain. And we went down there. I ended up running into Garrett, who uh, is with Zeno Davidoff. And Garrett and I hit it off, well, like 20 years ago. Um, when I was at Super Sport 930, he was he was with Zeno Davidoff. Not in that role. He's, he's moved up. But um, he used to come on the show with Havana Smoke Shop. So he was there, and Kevin and I from Wild Turkey walked down there, and he handed us two um, Davidoff cigars. He Ooh. was like, here. And so we, we sat out there for about 30, 45 minutes and um, and smoked some cigars and and sipped on a little uh, Wilderness Trail private barrel selection. It was one of the pours that uh, Kevin had. But that 13-year Russell's, people were lining up for it. Really, and he he yeah he had two bottles and it went fast. Now I'm told that they're done with the 13 year Russell's Reserve and they're going to go to 15 year. They're going to have Jeez. they're going to roll it. Yeah, that was actually Russell. So now I've had Russell's 13 year number three, number four, number five, which is cool. I may have had one more, but um, the bourbon nerds were like breaking it down. So I was just standing back, Kevin. As he was pouring, you know, behind the table, and I was listening to these conversations, like it, it kind of reminded me of fantasy football guy, which I love, um, <laughs> who will, you know, break down, you know, wide receiver three and the who, what, where, and why, um, you know, who you need to flex because of this, 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 and this. Uh, that that's what they were doing. So it was a lot of fun. Birmingham, Birmingham, and Birmingham is well done, and we need to figure out a way to to do something close to that in uh in jackson but they had to build it up and and they raised a ton of money for for an amazing charity or cause and uh so i had a, I had a wonderful time and got to see some other, our, our patron people were there too um and it was it was fun to catch up with them all right the out of bounds show is brought to you by farm bureau insurance bundle your car and home and save with your local farm bureau insurance agent bundle your car and home save with your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. Let's talk a little Mississippi State um, basketball quickly. Uh, you know, they got to win. They need to get back on track. They had gone through a tough time losing Alabama at home, although Alabama's good. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Nate Oates has a team. Um, and then, of course, they went to Lexington and lost. They come home. They play Vanderbilt, who is the uh, the worst team in the league right now. And they did what they had to do. Uh, Tolu had a double-double. Hub played good. They got to get better on the offensive end. They they can't just, just do this. They, they got to get better on the offensive end. So they're going to have to figure something out. Um, Cam and Cam Matthews and DJ Jeffries should be better basketball, offensive basketball players. I'm not asking them to be Dalton Connect or anywhere close to that. Um, uh, but but they, they've got to be better. And, um, you know, Jans is, like Beard, you know, Jans is a really good coach. He is really good, really good at X's and O's. He knows way more than Jason and I and, and everybody else listening. But 
uh, you know, I've heard his approach is great. What he did last year was amazing. What he's done with this team after Tolu missed 14 games has been good. Tolu's, I think they're still trying to figure it out now that he's been thrown in the mix as far as chemistry on the offensive end and what they need to do. But they just they don't look um, like they have the chemistry and rhythm that they need. Uh, they can get it. I'm not saying, I mean, this is a nice basketball team. I'm not ready to say they're good yet. They're not, they're far from average. They're, they're a nice plus team, pretty good, play good at times. Um, I don't think they run enough for Hubbard. I don't think they can play more in Davis together long. Uh, you'd like to see Sean Jones, a couple of those shots go down. You feel like he's close. Um, you really need him. To, to do some things. Thought Jimmy Bell looked good, but uh, you, you you can't put that much. I just don't think it's realistic to put that much pressure on your defense. I don't. Uh, and and I don't know. Maybe you need to coach offense more. I'm not coach. Uh, uh, work on it more in practice. Um, you know, Richard Williams told me something a while back. He said, you know, people thought that because – those were tough teams. Richard wasn't getting the refined players until later that that Mississippi State and Ole Miss can get now and that they got in the mid-'90s, you know, like Dante Jones and, and Bullard and, and some guys like that but um, who were refined, for that time, refined offensive players. And, and Super D to a certain extent. Obviously, he could shoot it. But – um, Richard Williams, Final Four coach, two Sweet Sixteens, you know, told me so. He said, "You know, we practiced offense more than we practiced defense." I went, "What?" Because he was known for for defense too. He went, "Yeah," he said, "because it's a timing thing. It, it's it's so you know, defense isn't defense is is effort. Yeah, you got to know where you're supposed to be. You got to keep your eyes where they need to be, and all you got to open up at the right time. All these things are going on, and it's very difficult too. It's all difficult. We saw last night in football, offense, defense, special teams. All of it's extremely difficult. But but Richard Williams told me he said we practiced offense more than defense because because of timing and rhythm, and people having to be at the right place. Mm. Um, and so I don't know. I just don't think they can put that much pressure on their D. Last year, you know, nobody likes defense like Mississippi State fans. My God, um, <laughs> I mean, nobody likes a three and out on the gridiron and a stop on the defensive end. I mean, let's play a little offense. It's okay. Have a little fun. Um, I, I think, uh, again, me telling Jans what to do would be laughable, but we're supposed to have an opinion. It would be. It'd be funny. I could tell him what direction he needs to go with red wine and give him a hard time because he likes it. I've had a glass of vino or two with him, and that's a ton of fun, which we had some amazing wine at a restaurant last night down here in Birmingham. What's it called? Lafitte? Oh, golly. One of the best meals I've had in the last few years. It was the culinary scene around here is insane. But back to uh, Mississippi State's going to have to look better. They're going to have to have some more chemistry and rhythm to win. You, you just can't you can't rely on eight out of every ten possessions to get a stop. It's just not realistic. Um, Ole Miss ran into a bus saw in Auburn. That didn't surprise me. <laughs> Auburn's unreal. Bruce Pearl's talking about how good they are, and coaches don't ever tell you that their teams are good, ever. They've refused to do it. And Bruce is like, we're really good, but we're going to face adversity at some point. And they are. 
Um, but they're they're so good. I mean, they have basketball players. And for a long time, we had athletes who could play basketball in the SEC. What are you seeing now? You're seeing a more refined yeah. basketball player at Auburn, at Tennessee. And Calipari, I guess it just doesn't matter, man. Even though he's a train wreck, um, you're gonna get you're gonna get ballers at Kentucky. You're you're gonna get players. He's got players that can shoot, move. He may screw it up. In fact, there's a good chance he will. But that is a national championship caliber team. At Ken- they do it all well. I think he'll screw it up. Rick Barnes seems to, you know. A- couple of those teams should advance deeper into the tournament. He's got a team that's filthy. Bruce has a team that could win the national championship. And then watch out for Alabama. Some of the fringe teams like Mississippi State, we'll see what happens. I want to say uh, MSU net rankings 40, Ole Miss net rankings 70. So we got some work to do, but there's time. And um, we'll see how it all plays out. And I don't want to scare you, not scare you, but freak you out. But um, baseball's right around the corner. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> Ole Miss and Mississippi State baseball are right around the corner. We are the Out of Bounds Show. We're driven by your next Ford F-150 truck, Mack Hike Ford, I-55 North in Jackson. want to say good morning. Welcome into you. Our Ag Up Equipment, the Ag Up Equipment text line is 601-885-3776. 885-3776, and Twitter X at Bo Bounds. Um, we're rolling along here on a uh, Monday. I wanted to do – somebody asked over the weekend if Lane Kiffin's a top five SEC coach. Obviously, you know, he is right now. Yeah. Now, if you want to frame it up, uh, I, I can give you some of the rankings here that I wrote down over the weekend. Kirby Smart's number one. That's obvious. They've they've won a couple of national championships. They're going to be one of the favorites to win a national championship. They're going to be better this year than they were last year. So I want you all to think about that for a second. They're going to be better than they were last year. So is Ohio State. Um, And maybe a couple other teams. Um, But Kirby Smart's one. Um, Kalen DeBoer is number two, the new coach at Alabama. Uh, he would be number two. Now, then it gets into a big debate as to where where do you put Kiffin and um, some of these other guys. I have Kiffin at number three. Mm. Now, these three, four, and five can move in a heartbeat because, you know, Ole Miss isn't going to win 11 games every year. It's it's not sustainable there or much many other places. Georgia, mm. Bam LSU, but but to do it every year, virtually impossible. Um, but I got Kiffin at number three. And see, at, at four, this may surprise some of y'all. At four, but first of all, what Kiffin's done's remarkable, and he's he's done a great job in in so many different areas, and you know he's won twenty nine games in three years, and he's done it through offense, and they got better on defense this year under Golding. Um, you know, those stops in different games were, were huge. And, and, again, we're not we're not as worried anymore about what's going on between the 20s 
as we are in the red zone. And and they got better, for sure. So I got smart one, Kalen DeBoer, the new coach at Alabama, two. Lane Kiffin, three. I got Brian Kelly, four. Okay. He's won everywhere. Yeah. I know LSU was down this year. Uh, if you talk to some of their fans, they were way down. Um, I expect them to be better this year. I expect Georgia, Bama, LSU, and A&M, and Auburn, and Mississippi State, and Tennessee to all be better this year. Now, they'll be different. They're all in different spots as far as getting better. But I've got Brian Kelly at number four. But here's number three, four, and five can change in a red-hot second. So Brian Kelly at four. How about five? I've got a tie. It's a three-way tie. Three? Hugh Freeze, Heupel, Trinkowitz. Wow, so Elko's not in there. No, but here's – I wrote this down right here. Watch out for Elko. They are going to be a lot better. He's a grown-up. He's a good coach. Again, he may not have the uh, hot and spicy that, like, Kiffin or Drinkwitz has or Freeze. You know, these are kind of known names, offensive guys, whatever. Um, A&M, I know a lot of people, again, as guys, we like to make blanket statements about sports that don't make any sense, right? We do that on a daily basis. Um, people are like, well, they'll, they'll never win at A&M. Oh, no, no, no. They're going to win. And look at what they did in recruiting. Look at what they have. Look at what they did in the portal. Look at who he hired as offensive coordinator. A&M's going to be light years better. And he's a grown-up. He's a good coach. He went into Duke. He won. He's proven that he can do it. Duke was awful. Awful. And when when a coach walks into a program that is terrible, I don't mean just just one, you know, five or six games. I'm talking about terrible. You know that they're good. So I wouldn't be surprised. And th- these are totally interchangeable. Kiffin, Kelly, Freeze, Drink, Heupel. And then, you know, Elko's going to – he's going to do well, and they'll win – and then we'll see on Levy and, and some other guys. Now, Sam Pittman, Shane Beamer, odds are against them. I tell you who could be in for a rude awakening, and we'll just have to see. And that is uh, Mark Stoops now that he's no longer in the East. I think Stoops could find it to be tough sledding, Jason. Yeah. And, I mean, with Florida's schedule next year, Napier could be fighting for his job. Yeah, that's why I didn't have him on here. Yeah. You know, um, I think that Billy Napier can coach. Something weird is going on down there and has been outside of Urban Meyer and Spurrier. Um, You know, I don't know what happened to McIlwain, who's a good coach, and I don't know what happened to Dan Mullen, who's a good coach. Obviously, Dan had more success than Mac, but both had success. Um, And then I don't know what's going on with Billy Napier. Florida is tough, tough cookie to crack. Um, and Ole Miss and Mississippi State both play Florida this year. So, and that's a, that's one of those winnable games for Jeff Levy. It's early and it's at home. Now it won't be easy, but it is a winnable game. If you can win that game, um, you know you can find a path to a bowl game. But Florida at home is a winnable game for Jeff Levy. 
and Blake Shapin and and that squad. That's something that that's really a game that you got to get. And and look, Florida is. I expect them to be better. Um, they weren't as far off as some people think this year. Um, Bo, I, I've got someone on the text line asking a good question. Um, okay. So with Texas and Oklahoma, like questions. with Texas and Oklahoma joining, where would you put Sark or Venables in that list, or would you? Would Sark I be? Put, I can put Sark at five. Okay, so you would put him behind. I, mean, I can put him in that group with Freeze, Drink, and Heupel. Okay, so tied for for fifth, but still behind Kelly, behind Lane, and behind DeBoer. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sark is behind DeBoer. He's behind Lane, and he's behind Brian Kelly. Yes. Sark or Elko? Absolutely. Uh, okay, well, let, you got to think about it. Sark's been at Texas. You can't compare because Sark has been at Texas for several years. Mm-hmm. Um, they're an elite recruiter. He didn't he didn't inherit a mess. Tom Herman had gone 32 and 18 prior to Sark's arrival. Um, they weren't a dumpster fire. Um, they weren't throwing up five win seasons like Jimbo at A&M. Um, and Sark has been there. I mean, look, Lane's going into year five, man. Sark's going into year four at Texas. Yeah. So I can't really compare Elko going into year one <laughs> at A&M to, uh, to what Sark's doing, right? Yeah, I'd, I don't, I'd say that's fair. But, I, I mean, just but what he's been able to do at, say, Duke. Oh, is, I don't think Sark could do that at Duke. Yeah. No, Sark's not that kind of co- – Sark needs – people think I'm crazy when I say this. You have guys like Elko, but but let me even extrapolate a little bit more. Like a Bill Snyder, Frank Beamer, Mike Gundy, Dan Mullen to a certain extent. You have guys that can go to places that don't have a lot of talent and can win uphill and win at a high level. Sark is not that guy. Mm. Sark needs to be at a blue blood elite recruiter where he is literally stacking NFL talent to have even a chance to make a run. And guess what? They're doing that at Texas. Yeah, they are. (laughs) You know, but no, I I don't – I mean, as far as like coach, head coach, organizational skills, all that, um, Sark's not in front of Kalen DeBoer, Lane Kiffin, believe it or not, or Brian Kelly. And don't forget, Jason, Brian Kelly's won at every level. Mm-hmm. I mean, small programs with no money. Kelly went in and flipped those programs and won like 80% of the time. So we are the Out of Bounds Show. We're brought to you by Dr. Kirk Jeffries and Eye Care Professionals. If you need cataract surgery, you want to go to Dr. Kirk Jeffries, Eye Care Professionals. If you need cataract surgery, two locations on Lakeland Drive. I'll tell you about our guest coming up at 830. New guest. Looking forward to it. And I'll tell you at 8 o'clock, good morning, welcome in. This is ESPN 105.9 The Zone, and I'm your host, Bo Bounds.